You are listening to the Savvy Painter Podcast, episode number 302. As artists, we all know the feeling of putting our heart and soul into a painting, only to second guess ourselves and worry about what other people might think. It is so common and it's a struggle that we all face, but it's really important to remember that art is subjective and the only opinion that truly matters when you are creating is your own. So in this podcast, we're going to be exploring this very common struggle and how to overcome it, as well as exploring other ways to embrace your authenticity and create without fear. So welcome to the Savvy Painter Podcast, where we discuss all things related to the world of art and to painting and to the artist mindset. In today's episode, we will be exploring how your response to what other people might think about your art impacts your creative process. I'll be talking about staying true to your vision and letting go of the fear of judgment, as well as offering some tips and strategies for overcoming this very common hurdle that you might be facing now. Before we get started, though, I just wanted to give you a quick heads up that sort of like around, I don't know, maybe 13 minutes in or something, you're going to hear a shift in the sound quality. I apologize in advance for that. I had to go to a different room while I was recording this. Those were the options this week. So I chose to just keep going ahead. So you'll notice like I sound really close to you right now, right in your ear. And then I'm going to sound almost like I'm across the room. But the show must go on, right? So let's start by talking about staying true to your own vision. So I want to tell you a story. There was this artist who is in Growth Studio. And let's just call her Maria. Okay, not her name, obviously, but let's just say that Maria has always been passionate about painting outdoors. She loved being outside and setting up her easel in the most gorgeous locations and capturing what she was seeing onto her canvas. But despite that love of painting, Maria really struggled with self-doubt and she had this constant need for external validation that she wasn't even aware of, okay? Every time she finished a painting, she would almost immediately look for feedback from other people, from friends, from family, even strangers. And by strangers, I mean she'd like post it online and then wait impatiently to see who hit the like button and how many comments she got. So, She was constantly worrying about whether they thought her work was good enough. And here's the thing. This need for validation is what was holding her back. This need to know that other people like her work or for other people to tell her that it was okay, that it was good, that they liked it. Those are the thoughts that were holding her back, that she needed someone else to tell her that because cumulatively over time, every time she did that, she was training her brain to look outside of herself to get information about her own opinion. And that made her afraid 
to take risks or to try new techniques because she was afraid of judgment, afraid that maybe they won't like the technique that I try, or maybe it's too much, or maybe it will seem too different from what I've done before, or maybe they'll think it's boring, or maybe they'll think it's weird, or maybe they'll think I'm quote unquote too much. These are the thoughts that Maria was having internally, like every time she started thinking about exploring or taking risks in within her painting. So then Maria decided that she would join a plein air painting group because she thought maybe I'll find some support there and some encouragement. And at first, that worked really well for her. She really loved having people to talk to. She loved the camaraderie. She loved the group. And she especially loved the opportunity to paint alongside other artists, to be with them as she was painting. But what happened was she quickly found that the group was more focused on competition and impressing each other than on simply enjoying the process of painting. And then all of those beliefs and fears she had before that she still wasn't totally aware of, I think she kind of sensed it, but she wasn't implicitly aware of all of these thoughts that she had about needing other people to tell her that her work was good, needing that validation, needing other people to respond in a positive way to her painting, that need sort of exasperated her response to people being a little bit more competitive or trying to impress each other. And those are the things that took away her joy of just the process of painting and with being with them. So she started to feel pressure. She started to feel like she had to constantly produce perfect paintings, or she had to constantly produce paintings that were really, really good, that were masterful. And then what happened with all of that is Maria began to lose her love for plein air painting. And she became increasingly frustrated and unhappy with her work and with just painting in general. So that's how she was feeling when she joined Growth Studio. And it wasn't until she stepped back and started noticing like the actual thoughts that were going through her mind that were generating these feelings that she started feeling okay with taking some time for herself, with focusing on her own enjoyment of the process rather than seeking validation, seeking these dopamine hits from other people saying, yeah, that's good. I really like it. Yeah, those colors are great. Yeah, I, that's beautiful. It's not that those things that we don't want those things, but that's the first thing that we seek is other people's validation rather than our own. It becomes problematic. And that's exactly what was happening with Maria. So once she was able to notice these thoughts and become aware of them, and she started feeling okay with even taking time for herself and focusing on what is it that I enjoy about my process, she was able to rediscover her passion for plein air painting again and to fall in love with it again and to really enjoy it and enjoy the process and enjoy being out there in the environment again. So all the reasons that she started painting in the first place, they all came back and those feelings, those reasons became once again her priority and the most important thing while she was out painting rather than getting validation for other people. But Maria had to relearn that. And she had to learn the importance of letting go of the need for external validation. And she had to learn 
the importance of focusing on her own enjoyment and her own growth as an artist. She realized that art was a personal expression and the only opinion that truly mattered was her own. Because when we rely too heavily on other people's opinions, we lose touch with our own voice. And when we lose touch with our own voice, it's next to impossible to make decisions about our art, to make decisions about what to do next in the painting, to make decisions about what even to paint. It's next to impossible to make those kinds of decisions when you don't have access to your internal compass. You'll feel lost and constantly have to stop and ask for directions when really the only directions you need are the ones that come from yourself. And the only directions that truly matter in your painting are the directions that you provide to yourself, those decisions that you make as you're painting of what to do next, what brush to use, how much paint to load up, all of those things. When you feel confident and comfortable in your own voice, and you're not letting other people into your head as you're painting, then you have access to your own inner guidance. And that's the piece that matters. That's the piece where that allows you to create your best work. So when we allow other people into our heads or invite them to give their opinions, we are not staying true to our own vision. And when we're not staying true to our own vision, it really impacts our creativity. So seeking validations from others can have a number of negative effects on the creative process. One way, as I said, that it can hinder creativity is by limiting the themes or the styles that you are willing to explore. If you as the artist are constantly seeking approval from others, you will be more inclined to stick to safe or conventional choices in your work, the things that have worked before, the things that have gotten likes before. You will either intentionally or subconsciously stick to those things rather than taking risks and trying something new. And ultimately, the result that you get from that is a stagnation, a lack of growth as an artist. This is when artists come to me and they say, like, I'm really stuck with my painting. Like, I'm just not enjoying it anymore. I don't know what to do next. The truth is they do know what to do next. They're just not able to get there because they have these ideas running through their head that they need validation from other people. Another way that seeking validation from other artists hinders your creative process is by preventing you from taking risks. If you are constantly worrying about what others might think about your work, you might be less likely to take chances and push your own boundaries. So what this results in is a lack of experimentation, and again, a lack of growth as an artist. And honestly, what it also does is it sucks the passion and the excitement out of the work. If you're constantly second-guessing yourself and you have an idea of like, oh, I want to try this, but no, 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 I don't know. I don't know how that's going to turn out. I don't know if it will work. And behind that thought is, I don't know if people will like it. Then you create this sense of like just milk toast painting, just no passion, no excitement, nothing really going on for you while you're creating your work. And that shows up in your paintings. 
So ultimately, seeking validation from others can be a major, major barrier to your creativity because it prevents you from fully embracing your own unique vision and your own unique voice. So it's important for you as the artist to remember that your own opinion of your work is the most important and focusing on creating for yourself first rather than seeking approval from others, rather than needing other people to tell you that the work, your work is valid or good. So let's take a look now at the role of self-doubt and how that also can really impact and frankly destroys your creative process. There are many sources of self-doubt. And most of us experience these sources at some point. So it's important to recognize and address these doubts in order to overcome them. So as always, awareness first. So with all of this, I want you to just start noticing as you're painting when or if these come up. Now, I want to talk about self-doubt and how it shows up and how it relates to your response to what other people might think or other people's opinions. Self-doubt often presents itself as not feeling centered or sure in your decisions about your work. And this often comes from a lack of clarity. So often our self-concept as an artist comes from reactions to these external forces like other people's opinions. So let me elaborate a little bit. This is what I see happen. People will take the very bold and courageous step to declare I am an artist. And for some people, that declaration is a no-brainer. They feel like they've known this for their entire lives. For others, they may have known it their entire lives or they may have wanted that, but it always felt a little risky. And it felt a little risky because Maybe they didn't have the support from people close to them. Maybe they were worried about the repercussions of that or the people close to them, for example, do sort of support you, but there are caveats. Or maybe those close to you frequently share their own doubts and fears about what it might mean for them and for you. So there are lots and lots of different flavors of this, and there is a huge range of what is expressed or implied. Regardless, you've made the declaration that for sure you are an artist. Now, for some people, that's where it stops. But I want you to really think about what does that mean? And how will you know if you are succeeding as an artist? How will you know if you are moving in the right direction? So many of you stop simply at saying, I'm an artist. And I totally get that because sometimes just saying that feels really intimidating. But the problem with that is that there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of definitions of what that means. And those millions of definitions of what that means to be an artist are compounded by the millions of definitions of what it means to be a successful artist, right? So what does it even mean to be an artist? What does that look like? How would you define that? And then also, how will you even know if you're successful? So if you haven't specifically defined what it means to you, what it doesn't mean to you, right, to be an artist, 
and you haven't specifically defined what success means to you, what it looks like, then you will have an experience similar to a puppy dog in a field with thousands and thousands of rabbits trying to chase all of them and catching none because there are so many distractions and you're constantly changing directions. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone has an opinion of what it means to be an artist. And some people are very free expressing those opinions. And when you aren't clear on what being an artist means to you, and when you don't set your own parameters, then you have no clarity. You have no focus. And if you have no clarity and you have no focus, And then someone offers you their definition or their idea of what an artist is, you might assume they know what they're talking about and start pursuing that idea. Or maybe you have read about other artists and you formed like your own quote unquote ideal of what it means to be an artist, but you haven't defined it for what it means for you. So you kind of like, read and watched and looked and you kind of like pulled all these pieces from other people's definitions and other people's lives of what it meant to them to be an artist or maybe just the circumstances that they were in. And that became the ideal that you are focused on. So you'll be chasing after that and you'll be moving in that direction and you'll be like, okay, this must be what it means to be an artist. And that looks like that person is successful. So I'm going to go after that. And then you might do that for a little while until you see someone else on Instagram who seems to have something you want. And then you're going to take a hard right turn and follow their lead. The problem, of course, is that you have no idea what their version of success is. You just see something and you think that they're going after the same thing you are. So you go ahead and follow them. You're like, they must know more than I do. It looks to me like they're having success. So I'm going to follow them. You don't know what game they're playing. You don't know the object of their game or the rules of that game. And the object of that game that they are playing, the rules of that game that they are playing might be incompatible with where you are right now and what it is that you want. But you go ahead and you chase it anyway, because they must know something you don't, right? That's often what I hear. And this is a very human reaction. So if you've ever experienced this, most of us have, I don't want you to now use that as something that you beat yourself up over. This is a default reaction that we've been trained for. When I did the Alt-MBA with Seth Godin, one of the things that he shared that really stood out to me and I thought was really powerful and kind of like made me think through so many assumptions and so many beliefs that I have was how our educational system was designed. Our educational system, at least in the US, was designed to train children to grow up to be good factory workers. So Somewhere in the early 1900s, we took children out of abusive factories, which is fabulous, and we put them in schools, and I'm sure the intention was amazing. So yes, yes, that's all a good thing. But the schools were then designed to produce good factory workers. So they took kids out of the factory, and they put them in schools, and the idea was when they grow up, they will be good factory workers. 
They were taught to sit for long hours, to find the one correct answer from an outside authority, to look to somebody else for their truth, to look to a teacher, a book, etc. And they were taught, we were taught to compare ourselves constantly to how the other kids are doing. How do I rank in this classroom? What's the class average and where do I fit? What is the national average and where do I fit? What most of us were not taught was how to be leaders, how to think independently, how to be creative and innovative. Those skills were sidelined in favor of conformity because the system was set up to create workers for the factories and then it evolved into corporations. And now, you know, I don't know, who knows? As kids, though, most of us did not have a choice in the matter. But now, As adults, we have agency, we have choices. And if you weren't taught these things, you are now free to choose to build those skills. You are now free to choose to build the skill of what it means to have your own agency, to think independently, to be creative and innovative, not just on your canvas, but in how you design your art business, how you live your life. That's my friends, is the good news. The not so good news is that all of this default reactions that we have that we've been trained for, they feed into your self-doubt. When you have the constant nagging feeling that you don't have the right answer, or that there's a better answer out there somewhere, or that there is a right way to create and sell your art, that you should be at a certain level, and you're not living up to it, that other people are doing better than you are, that feeds directly into your self-doubt. And that feeds these habits that we have of constantly comparing ourselves to other artists, constantly looking for outside validation, constantly looking to other people to tell us that our art is good, constantly looking at where do I fit in the hierarchy. So if you find that you're consistently looking for outside validation to determine if what you're doing is successful, it's just a habit that you formed, a habit that you very wisely formed in order to be successful in the container of school. You needed those schools then, and they probably served you, but they're not serving you now. What helped you then is not helping you with things like defining your voice creating your art, knowing when a painting is finished, or establishing yourself as a person who makes a living with what you have created with your own hands in your studio. This underlying belief system that so many of us have adopted is what is causing a lot of your pain and frustration in your studio and in your art. This is something I do a lot of coaching on. Trust me, I have heard so many different versions of this. And it takes a minute to untangle yourself from all of these beliefs that you probably grew up with, that you've been practicing for decades and decades and decades. But the problem is these beliefs are not serving you anymore. And it's going to take awareness and practice before you can create new thoughts that become habitual. And as you practice them, they will eventually become your new normal. But you kind of have to go through this uncomfortable growing stage of identifying the thoughts, trying a few new ones to see what fits you, and then 
practicing those new thoughts and allowing them to become your new default, your new normal way of thinking. But when you build that skill, you become less and less susceptible to other people's opinions. A random comment or a tantalizing post on Instagram just won't carry the same weight for you. And the reason it won't carry the same weight is because you are so clear in your own voice. You are so clear in your own definition of success. You are so focused on your own vision that it kind of starts to feel like when you hear other people's opinions or when you see something on Facebook or when somebody says, hey, this is what you should do with your art. It kind of starts to feel like maybe you're driving to your house and someone who's never been to your house suggests that you go in a different direction. You're just going to go like, no, thanks. I know exactly where I am and I know exactly where I'm going. So it is so important to recognize and address these sources of self-doubt in order to overcome them and then fully embrace your creativity. This may involve seeking support like we have in Growth Studio, but what you'll end up doing is you'll end up working on building self-confidence. You'll work on learning to let go of the fear of failure or judgment because you will know your own direction. You'll be so in tune with your own internal compass that nothing can pull you away from that. So I hope these ideas are helpful to you. Here's a quick recap of what we talked about. Allowing other people's opinions to influence your work can often derail your own progress. And that happens when we give other people's opinion more weight than our own. And just to be clear, this doesn't mean that you never ask for help or that you never take advice from other people. It just means that you create your own North Star and that's what you are always moving towards. When we worry about what other people might think, our creativity suffers. We don't take risks. We don't innovate. We don't explore. We shut down our access to our own voice. And that's the very thing that makes your art so authentic and true. So build the habit of looking for answers from yourself first. Decide what game you are playing. Decide what your personal definition of success is, because when you define what success means to you, you now have something to measure your progress by. It's so much easier to say yes or no when you have a clear and specific destination that allows you to filter out so much noise. These are all skills that you can learn. And your first step, your first move is to just define what exactly it means to you to be an artist and what does success mean to you. And then you filter everything through that. Hope that was helpful, everybody. Have a fabulous week and I will talk to you soon. When you are aware of how powerful your mind is, you show up to your studio differently. You notice the abundant opportunities to level up your presence in the studio. And when you do that, You stop worrying about whether or not you have a voice because you know it was already there. Now your best work comes more easily. Join Growth Studio now. I show you your blind spots and help you create confidently. Just go to SavvyPainter.com forward slash join.